Welcome to Let's Explore This, your Tri-Signal podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, and my co-host, Adam. Hello. How are you doing today, Adam? Really good. You know, I woke up, I had some crispy crispy eyes for my sauna last night. I'm feeling great. <laughs> crispy? Why are your eyes crispy from your sauna? Are you, like, steaming with uh, like oh. mold or pollen or something? <laughs> no. I think it's just the heat and... When I open my eyes and I look over to see how much time is left, probably it fries up my eyeballs. Kind of sounds like you're uh, flirting with death there. <laughs> no, no, I won't. I ain't no Z's, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna die in the sauna. Yeah, R.I.P. How do you know about that guy? <laughs> you know, he he found me after his passing on YouTube, and okay. you know, he just his aesthetic and his. Swole, bro. His amazing haircut just kind of spoke to me, and he's just a powerful, powerful force for the yeah. swole. Yeah, he died in 2013, 12? I think 12. I haven't even I haven't even thought of that person. All right, so the guy's name is Aziz, uh, or Z's, Z-Y-Z-Z. Yeah. Yeah, bro. He died in 2011 in Thailand. He's a Russian guy. But yeah, he definitely does symbolize, like, what was going on in 2010. Yeah. He was, I think, he was, go ahead. He took so much cultural power to just be the pinnacle of what 2010 represented that he had to stay in that era for eternity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even think he was, he was just doing his normal thing. He wasn't even trying to be big online. He's just posting in very front of Very charismatic guy. Yeah. Very, very. People <laughs> I'm seeing someone has a tattoo of him with angel wings. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all gonna make it, bro. Was he the guy who started that Myron thing, or whatever? You Myron me? Or yeah, Myron? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, Adam, <laughs> it's quite a throwback. Um, but yeah, yeah, he died in the sauna of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. I think he was doing like steroids or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he always it's said normal thing. <laughs> he always said he was natural but i think there was a video where um he was getting a shot in the butt okay i thought that yeah i thought he might have just randomly had a camera going (laughs) his his camera is always going and i think if i remember right there's like wait (laughs) sorry well we're gonna get so many emails of people asking us for a video of his butt now adam Mm -hmm. it's very probably very sculpted I mean the man, yeah, he just looks like comic book, just perfect muscles. <laughs> um, when you see him, you'll you'll admire them. Yeah, everybody, Z Y Z Z, look him up, bro. Um, you'll be Myron. <laughs> uh, well, that's. That's cool. Um, I basically just um, uh, sorry. Yeah, we've been gone for the last couple of weeks here. Um, we've been busy, um, and uh, ugh, I don't know where I'm going with this, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we've been busy the last couple of weeks. Obviously, a little rusty um, with the Christmas holiday. I uh, I basically just uh, I shut the world off for for two weeks. It was actually pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, I stayed at home with my cat. Yeah, your cat's getting kind of big now. My cat is like the size of a normal cat right now, but he has a kitten head. 
<laughs> he's gonna get huge. Like yeah, he'll be you... the size of a beagle, I think. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll be that size, and he won't even scream at you. No, he doesn't scream. Does he? Pur- he purrs a lot, right? Yeah, he purrs. Um, he has. He's a golden, gold with black shaded uh, Siberian cat. Very beautiful cat. Um, but yeah, we were hanging out. We were hanging out over Crimby. It was a good time. Got some cute pics. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch but any most... animes with him? Um, I- I've just been watching One Piece. Bruce getting excited right now. I just said One Piece. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just watching One Piece. Uh, I'm like, do you know anything about One Piece? All I know is it's long. Yeah, so I'm like halfway through it. And I've been watching it for over a year. Admittedly, there's been some pretty long breaks. Uh, so I think if you were like a super watcher, you could probably get through it in like two or three weeks. But that's like literally like 40 hours a, a week. Um, Is it kind of like yeah, Dragon, Dragon Ball Z where it takes like 20 episodes? You know, they talk about the fight for that long and then they, they finally fight. Yes. God. Yes, it is. Uh, that's, I'm a lot of, f- that's a lot of edging. Yeah, it is a lot of edging. I'm I'm on episode five fifty seven of like a thousand. Holy shit! Yeah, and um, it's 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 good. I really like the yeah. show because yeah. like even though they edge you, they still give you stuff in the interim. Mm-hmm. There's definitely shows that are just like a waste of time that you can just skip. But um, overall, it's a pretty good show. I still like Cowboy Bebop. Still my favorite anime. I also watched that movie. Um, Don't look up. Did you watch that? No. How how was that? You know, because I love Leo. Yeah. He's always my special boy. It's definitely a B movie. Okay. But it's it's okay. There were some parts where they really hammed it up quite a bit with some like neoliberal bullshit. But yeah. It 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 was okay. And I did appreciate and I don't know if anybody watches in the audience has watched this. Maybe tell me if you felt the same way, but um, so Meryl Streep plays the president. Okay. And when you first meet her, she's very Trumpian, like she's Trump. Mm-hmm. And so she's like selfish about the whole ordeal. And um, her son is Jonah Hill, and he uh, he's like Eric Trump, just some dumb idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then I could tell, like, because the, the first scene you see her, she's wearing a red blazer. But then in another scene where she has to be public facing, she's wearing a blue blazer. And so I think she's being, they, they actually made the point in the film that like the Democrats and Republicans are the same thing. Okay. Because the, her demeanor and the way she spoke when she was wearing a blue blazer was very democratic, where they came out and like addressed the concerns, quote unquote, and then, but actually like don't care. And yeah. In the background, they're just in the pocket of big business, like Hillary. Yeah, and then uh, there's like a corporate entity in that movie too, and it's kind of funny because like the guy is just completely disconnected from like the rest of society. Kind of yeah. like how we've been talking about on here, how everyone's so like they're out of touch with 
out of touch with what with, with reality. Uh, okay, they're not based in reality. You know, <laughs> um, it was based. kind of funny because like, <laughs> <laughs> you know how like something like you know when your company's about to just fuck you. Yeah, and they send out some prick to be like, oh, it's actually a good thing. Yeah. Have you experienced that before? Um, not me pers. Well, okay. At the factory, I've seen it happen to other people. Mm-hmm. Like when they downsize like fifteen percent. Um, and you know, just seeing like people walk past you crying, telling you they've been fired. <laughs> like, fuck. Yikes! That's tough. And then, you know, at the grocery store, um, there's always a corporate dick sucker. And wait, is that? Are you pouring coffee from a Mocha Master? No, this is a Mr. Coffee, like Oh. Bro. Isolated. Bro. Be like what? your brother. Be like your brother. Steven got this for me. Get the Mocha Master. He literally bought this for me. <laughs> as a moving present. <laughs> um Steven, I Mocha Master, it's the best. <laughs> I know that's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> I used to actually drink Walmart coffee when I was in college. You could get like a big tin of it for like five bucks. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it's called Master Chef. Wow. And I only saw it at Walmart, but I don't think it's a Walmart brand because eventually, when I double checked on Master Chef years later, it was still around. This is probably 2017, mm-hmm. but they came out with great value grounds. And they undercut MasterChef. Oh. Which is kind of like, why are you doing your guy like that? <laughs> MasterChef was holding that spot warm and tight for so long. And then they come yeah. and give you great value. Yeah. There's a plain white fucking can. You know, it, it doesn't even hold as many cigarette butts as... That's true. We've tested that on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, well, Meryl Streep. Out of touch. Not based. Yeah. So anyway, back to yeah, the. Oh, wait. Hold, hold up. I just want to say, you know, she was married to Fredo. Just let that sink in. That's nuts. I mean, that that is nuts. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'm more of a Helen Mirren guy. I I've always supported her. Fredo. John Casa something. Is he dead? Mm-hmm. John Casale. Yeah, he, he died just, in 1978. Jeez. Yeah. He didn't make it very far. It's really too bad. Now, I think now she's married to an architect, Ted Mosby architect he uh yeah some people say this john Cazale guy was like he was in some bangers yeah he appeared in five films over seven years all of which were nominated for the academy award for best picture the deer hunter yeah the godfather the conversation the godfather part two dog day afternoon and the the deer hunter the yeah. two godfather films and the deer hunter winning wow yeah dog day, spot a- talent. dog day afternoon though not a fan. Yeah, I actually tried to watch that the other day, and I, I didn't really, like, enjoy it that much. I'm more into, well, like, that Al Pacino um, cruising. That's that's my jam. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, <Adam. laughs> the black leather policeman <laughs> outfit. Uh, that, that's when New York was great. You know, that's when, you know, when Trump talks about how New York has changed. Yeah. It's because we've lost the cruising the the yeah, cruising he, era he misses going down the street and seeing a bunch of fit gay dudes yeah i mean that was when he was still driving a car i think mm-hmm. 
before he had a driver? Prob- no, dude, he's had a driver his whole life. You think Trump ever drove a car? He's, no, he, he said he loves. It's something he misses because that's like the one normal thing he could do besides eating McDonald's. Interesting. Maybe that's why he likes golfing so much. He can drive the go-kart. Yeah, the golf cart. Yeah. Yeah, you know, kind of interesting. Maybe like hyper-wealthy people, powerful people have like, they keep those like same engines rolling like the McDonald's type shit. Mm-hmm. because they think that's normal America because yeah. that's become the face of America. Like if you ask, like typically when people protest the United States and other countries, they like break the windows at a McDonald's and they don't, they don't go to the embassy. Yeah. The McDonald's that's, is there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, or like Starbucks. So yeah, they just gotta like, they keep, they're able to keep it going because all the super wealthy people are like, hate themselves. And they're like, <laughs> what, what can I do right now to make me feel like a normal human being? Oh, I can yeah. vacuum up 10 cheeseburgers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know I saw a list and one of the things Trump's Trump gets is uh like two McFish sandwiches. I mean, fish if the, yeah, the fish, fish, McFish filet sandwich or whatever. And I mean, as long as he's putting enough tartar sauce on it, I can get behind that. Filet fish. Fuck. Clear. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, you need to brush up on your fast food lore. I only go there when I'm drunk, and my my brother-in-law drives me there. <laughs> He's. I mean, he makes fun of me because he broke my ten-year streak of not eating at McDonald's. Wow, ten years, bro. Yeah, impressive. I think the longest I ever went was right after I quit working there when I was fourteen. I uh, forgot about that. Holy shit. Yeah. I. Uh, they're hiring little boys there. I know, dude. I, I was literally in the interview at the age of 13, and I looked at the wall, and I saw minimum wage was six twenty-five an hour, six fifteen an hour. So dude, that's rolling in the dough. No, I thought it was low back then. Like, I was like, that's <laughs> fucking dumb. And like my paychecks were like 50 bucks and stuff. It's stupid. And um, maybe that's kind of where I got class consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's my first little grain of class consciousness. Yeah. I was looking good. at that, that federal you know, jobs poster or whatever they have at every every oh, oh, yeah where they they try and hide it by like the garbage yeah or, and it tells or, you like minimum wage and stuff and it said minimum wage for like weight tipped positions in minnesota was like 215 at the time mm-hmm. it's like what the fuck probably still that's, that <laughs> so bad like i don't even care i don't care if you're making tips you should be able to pay someone minimum fucking wage yeah <laughs> I, I don't know. If a restaurant can't pay minimum wage, their food sucks. Hey, is uh, Starbucks in your area? Are they going on strike? They're unionizing. Oh, uh, they're okay. not going on strike though. Okay. You know when you brought up that John Casavales, I I want to say you know if you're if you're an Italian, you should probably throw a brick through Starbucks window for ruining your beautiful cafe culture. That's fair. You know I I texted Sam earlier because I was listening to some World War II audiobook and mm-hmm. I want to read a quote that I sent him. The Italian is easily contented. He actually has only three fashionable passions, coffee, cigarettes, and women. The Italian soldier is not a soldier from within. And that's from General Field Marshal Albert Kesselring, a fucking Nazi. I think he was right. He's right about the Italians. Yeah, you get mm-hmm. coffee, cigarettes, women. That's what you need. To, that's what makes it Italian's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's cool. It's definitely very cool. What about red sauce? Red sauce? Red. R-E-D. Like for pizza? For spaghetti? Yeah, everything. Okay. Red sauce. Okay, gotcha. What? <laughs> what? Adam, you know what red sauce is, don't you? The gravy. It's like for, they put it like in meatball, like the pasta yeah, sauce. And stuff. The gravy. Yeah. You know where they, they cut the garlic so thin with the razor blade? Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's a shallot. I can't remember. 
Either way, they're no, doing. You're right. They're doing it right. That just melts. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Italians. I've only met one actual Italian person in my life. She was a foreign exchange student in college. Um. Sa- yeah. Same. I. She was pretty cool. <laughs> there was one at our high school, Carlo. Italians, very hor- very horny people. That's my impression. Passionate folk. <laughs> like, I think Italy's due for a resurgence. Mm-hmm. We're going back to the good old days. Red brigades. Coffee, women, and cigs. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> what a culture. What a culture. <laughs> but yeah. Kind of lost my train of thought. We Oh, uh, don't look up. We're don't sort look of, up. And I... I t- yeah. I'm more of a Helen. Did you watch any movies? Like, did you watch any of the big ones like Licorice Pizza or Spider-Man? I want to see Licorice Pizza, but I just got too busy. Yeah, I need to go see that movie still. I was going to, but I was just kind of like out of it. Um, I don't even, I don't even think it came. No, I thought I saw a poster for it at the theater. What about the new uh, Matrix? Pass. That movie was so dog shit. Like, I, I watched half of it. And we all were kind of tired, so we're just like, fuck this movie, we're done with it. They completely, and I think that was the goal, they wrecked that franchise. That's kind of funny. Yeah, they completely ruined it. See, I, alright, so when it comes to entertainment, and it's something people, like, really cherish, like Mm -hmm. IPs, like The Matrix or something, Mm -hmm. I feel like they need to put some respect on it, you know? Yeah. Basically, so did you watch it at all? No, nothing? You don't know anything about it? I thought, I heard about Morpheus being a lot younger. Yeah, they had a new actor for Morpheus. Yeah, probably Soy. Um, <laughs> no, he was okay. Um, okay. But like, uh, basically in the beginning, you find out that Neo, the robots, after the third movie, the robots put Neo in back into the Matrix. Oh. And they keep him in check by like sending him to uh, Neil Patrick Harris for therapy and stuff <laughs> like that. So like when he starts to become unhinged from the Matrix again and starts seeing that it's all just a simulation or whatever, he uh, it ends up in therapy and, and Neil Patrick Harris wears blue glasses, like the blue pill, you know? Okay. And he calms him down, but it wasn't enough. You know, he eventually makes it out. Uh, and then basically how they explain the previous, what happened to him in his previous life and his flashbacks and stuff, is it was a game that Neo developed. So he, Mr. Anderson or whatever, mm-hmm. he, uh, he, he's a game developer and he created The Matrix, which was a very, you know, famous popular game. And he's a rich man and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. So he's basically just living this like lavish, like luxurious life or whatever. And then he has to make another matrix. And that's kind of, that's where it gets really shitty is because they have him, they have these really cheesy, shitty, like side characters, mm-hmm. like his employees that are writing the story and stuff with him. And so they start going down this like fourth wall, like meta in hole where okay. they're talking about how like, oh, they're probably going to make like six or seven of these, you know? Dog shitting, like rebooting a franchise, essentially. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like if you're gonna agree to make something, I don't know, just do it well. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's like if you became popular, like the Wachowski uh, sisters are like super popular. I think only one of them actually was on board with making the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you should just st- stay in their lane. Cloud Atlas. Was that a Wachowski film? Yeah. That was a really good movie. I didn't realize it was them. And they also have a show, Sensate, that was pretty good. I think, it okay. got, I think it got canceled, but it was sort of like kind of these eight people were part of one consciousness. And it was, isn't it on Netflix? 
Yeah. Yeah, I kind of remember that. I never watched it, but I remember that being advertised. Yeah, I, there, there's a Chicago PD officer in there. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Maybe I gotta finish the Matrix, but I, I don't know, dude. It was really bad. Yeah. Because like, here's the thing. Like, I understand why they did it. I understand they're doing things can you know, diminish the story as a whole and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there are so many people who are going to go watch a Matrix movie and the loyal fan base is then going to be disappointed and then the population in general is just going to think this movie was dog shit and never want to go see a Matrix movie again. Yeah. So I guess they are kind of spitting in the face of corporations, which, cool. Mm -hmm. um, but they're also spitting in the face of all their fans, you know? Art. I don't know. People are paying to go see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, it, that's based on... I'm pretty sure that's based on, uh, like, a play by Plato or something. What, uh fuck anyway i was gonna say maybe they should just make something you know like a modern oedipus rex <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> i think as well like i look at it as like when the u.s tries to punish a country by putting sanctions on it all, all that they are doing is making things worse for the working mm -hmm. class there yeah and it's like it's kind of what you're doing with the matrix like when you boof a movie like that yeah the, the producing studio is going to make money. Mm -hmm. It's just the people who went to go see it and didn't enjoy it. They're the ones losing out. So are they really going to gain class consciousness by seeing a shitty Matrix movie? I don't think so. I really, <laughs> like, I think I have to do the opposite. Like, if you could put something out in pop culture that expressed the need for, you know, unions and community and, you know, togetherness and stuff, that would be much more prolific than making a movie where you're like, eh, I didn't want to get paid millions of dollars to make another Matrix movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i don't know it's stupid it's a bad movie and i don't recommend watching it anyway should we uh move on to some more serious topics sure all right so what do you think of this whole like cdc going to five days for asymptomatic folk the working class in me says it's it's kind of gay but like part of the reason i think is because a lot of companies have cut back their sick time they've actually cut it like their their covid guidelines the corporate COVID guidelines have changed. Like, yeah, because I mean, first it was 14 days. Then I noticed it changed to like eight for a lot of companies that went to eight. And then now it's five. I mean, I almost feel like I feel like in the next month. So I think like nationally, we're like 60. We're in like the high 60 percentage range for vaccinations. And then I think nationally, about 20 percent of the population has gotten COVID. So that's that's almost 90 percent of people have already had through vaccinations or like natural immunity. You know, they're in theory protected. Are did you say our country is 90% vaccinated? We're in the high 60 percentage range for vaccinations. Okay. Fully vaccinated. 62.4%. Oh, okay. So it's lower than I said. Um, and then about 20% of the population has gotten COVID. So I guess we're like around the 80% range for natural immunity and vaccinations. Yeah. I see 74, almost 75% of the country has gotten one dose. Mm -hmm. And I, I think Minnesota's a lot higher on there. I think we're like 73% vaccinated. Yeah. Or at least one dose. Um, yeah, Minnesota's 72%, one dose, 66% fully. But yeah, I mean, with Omicron, the, yeah, it seems like, like the doomsday scenario is like half the country gets it in like two months. Yeah, I think I'm going to get it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was planning on going to a concert, Best Coast, one of the best bands. Yeah. Uh, but they canceled their show. I'm, I'm a little sad. Yeah. I was, I, I, was, I was hoping to bug chase the Omicron there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've become a bug chaser. <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> no, um, in all seriousness, like, I when this first happened, I, I wanted to be like, I'll get the fucking 
coronavirus. Just give it to me. I remember that. Like they should I will say, Adam, as your friend, I was disappointed yeah. in you. Just wanting to get it. The the Wuhan. <laughs> give me the Wuhan virus. <laughs> yeah, one of uh one of my other friends. He doesn't listen to the show. Um, he also wanted to get injected with the the virus. Why? I don't know. Are you trying I, to like do a natural immunity or something? Yeah, I was just like, you know, if I'm gonna get this, I might as well try and make some money off it. Inject me with it. Study me. Um. Yeah. See, the way I look at it, and everyone knows that I have uh, held this view, is that I don't think it's a conspiracy because it's like the state has decided to take the action of closing things down, mm-hmm. and since the state is on the side of capital that the only like i think when the state starts shutting shit down that's when we need to be worried about like the severity of a situation mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean because like the yeah. state's not gonna they're gonna do whatever they can to keep walmart you know checkout lines open you know what i mean well but they i mean they did keep walmart open and all these smaller companies were forced to shut down well all right that's true and um, like I mean, we can just look at like the profits of billionaires, like they became mm-hmm. a better billionaire, whereas a lot of like the the lumping proletariat lost money. Yeah, I don't think that was because of so. All right. So yep. like, I guess what I'm trying to say, I don't know, I guess I didn't see as far as small businesses shutting down. The only ones that I saw shut down were the ones that didn't serve food. Mm-hmm. So I agree that they should have shut those down. Um, but I, I do also. All right. So this is what I'll say. I think that the government shut things down to protect us and to keep us from getting sick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because if we could buy, like, let's say we shut down for a year completely, you know, they want people who would have died in that year, COVID, mm-hmm. to go buy stuff for years after that lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they did it as like, a, oh, fuck, we got to do this. Like, it's the only option. I also believe that they did not handle distribution of funds correctly. We should have gotten more. Well, they should have done PPP loans. Because I do think PPP loans definitely designed to give more money to the wealthy and banks. Like that was like they looted us. Like what has happened over the last two years has been an unprecedented looting of the American working class. Yeah, it, it has been, and 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 the people who got these PPP loans were friends of politicians. You know, there are some scammers out there. Banks are just scammers in general, so they took their own administrative fee for it. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, like what I think they should have done, like Kamala Harris suggested, Bernie Sanders and Ed Markey back when this all started, was let's give everybody two grand a month until pandemic three months after the pandemic's over yeah because i remember specifically like the country shut down for what like six weeks yeah. basically 90 yeah. percent of the country was shut down except like north dakota and kansas yeah. and idaho March, or some March, shit april yeah and then when things started up again there was all these people who had to continue working in order for their bosses to get those ppp loans or whatever mm-hmm. so they brought in these people who like these employees had to go to work who are making you know the extra 600 bucks a week on their unemployment they had to come into work part-time because the bar or restaurant they worked for could only be at 25 percent capacity mm-hmm. so they're now employed not getting unemployment benefits and they have to go to work in order for their boss to qualify for the PPP loan. Okay. Like they had to stay open. Cause they're like, we want to protect your paycheck. And it's like, hmm, why don't you replace my paycheck? Yeah. Um. So like in Minnesota, I think if you worked more than, so for a while, for probably like five years, like six months out of the year, I was 
getting unemployment, but I still had like a part-time job. Mm-hmm. But if you worked over 32 hours, you were disqualified. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of, I heard a lot of stories online. So I don't know how real that is. Um, I think 32 people, means you're fully employed. Yeah. So a lot of people were working like 35 hours or something like so they're getting mm-hmm. kind of fucked on both ends. Yeah, 32 hours is full time for a corporation or the state. Yeah. And but that's for like, a fucking worker, it is not. <laughs> yeah, cuz like if you worked more than th- 32 or 32 hours or more, you were supposed to get health insurance from that company. And I, and I think, you know, to kind of segue into a different topic, I think that's a perfect that describes perfectly the problem with means testing that neoliberal democrats are fucking obsessed with. Yeah. <laughs> like this is what happened when, when when Obamacare rolled out, the ACA rolled out, and uh, you know that that 32 rule came in. They cut a ton of part-time employees' hours, myself included. Mm-hmm. I could no longer make work more than like 20 some hours a week because if I they had to give it to part-time employees if they averaged like 32 hours or something. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to keep us all low at like 22 hours per week. So in the off chance that something was slow or a full-time or quit or whatever, we could pick up a few extra hours and our average wouldn't go up to the point where they needed to give us insurance. So a lot of people, you know, lost money due to that. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so unpopular. Yeah. And then you get the situation where somebody's working two part-time jobs, not getting jack shit. Mm -hmm. Like they might be, but, and here's the thing, you know, probably between those two jobs, they're working maybe 60 hours. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is five hours in the morning at one place and five hours in the evening at the other. Yeah. I hate it. It's dumb. Yeah. It's completely stupid. And, and that's why we can't have these private public partnerships. Also PPP is an acronym for that too. Hmm. Interesting. Um, (laughs) But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't have that shit because it's just, it fucks everything up. As much as I hate rich people and I think they're stupid and don't deserve anything, um, we do still need to make programs universal mm-hmm. because any means test the Democrats or Republicans come up with is just meant to fuck over the working class. Yeah. You know, they want to sit there and be like, oh, rich people can make a It's never gone it's like, any other way. And it's meant yeah. to appease, you know, the conservative Republicans. Yeah. If you think about it, there are less rich people in this country than there are people who live paycheck to paycheck. There's more people who live paycheck to paycheck. And the means test is at such a way where the good it does is gives money to people who live on like payday loans. You know, they can't even live paycheck to paycheck. It helps those people, which is invaluable. And they need it. Mm-hmm. But then the people who live paycheck to paycheck, who can afford rent and stuff, but not much else, they're screwed. And like, we could live in a society where like, like in a lot of European countries where you get, you know, the time off for having a baby and stuff like that. Yeah. You get like yeah. money for daycare and, and, and all that yeah. stuff. Social, a bigger social safety net. And those are real pro-family programs. Yeah. Yeah. We're anti-family in this country. We hate them. It's like these Republicans are so pro-family. You know what? Fuck it. We're going off the walls on this episode. We're going to jump from issue to issue. I don't fucking care. Um, You know how the biggest gripe, the biggest racist, the most racist thing you can hear from, I should say one of the most racist things you can hear a conservative or a politician say out loud is that families without fathers, mm-hmm. they, do, they do worse because they don't have fathers. And they're specifically talking about black people for the yeah. most part. 
Yep. So they're saying they're they they they're being covert about how about being a racist. Um, these extra benefits, if people got free healthcare, if we had universal healthcare, if we had a universal basic income like the PPP or yep. you know in, instead of the the paycheck protection plan, like why do we like fetishize giving money to our bosses so they can just give it to us? Focus <laughs> on economics. Give, give all your money to your boss. They'll just give it back to you. Every, everybody. Around Christmas time, everybody's been in the situation. Hey, we're collecting ten dollars from all of our employees <sighs> to give to the boss. Fuck that. Fuck. <laughs> Who cares? Fuck your boss. They make they make at least fifteen thousand more than you, the yeah. worker. At yeah, least. At least. And we're collecting money to give them a Christmas. Pre- they're gonna fucking get a Christmas bonus. Uh-huh. It's disgusting. Anyway, like, yeah, so we, and, and if you had these programs, we could probably get back to a world where you had one parent or one income households. Mm-hmm. And so one guardian or parent or whatever could stay home and take care of the family. And the other one can go to work and you can still live comfortably. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's like if you're so concerned about all these families growing up without fathers, you know, it's like, let's fucking invest in the American family then, you know? Here's another thing, you know, there's a lot of these families still don't have fathers because their father's going to be at work mm-hmm. for the entire waking hour of their child's life. Oh, yeah. So capitals is like decapitate or, you know, there's they're taking your dad away. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, I mean, people are making less money, you know, nowadays. So it's like you got to work more. You got to have a second job, a side hustle. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's just like we're getting ground into, you know, dust. Yep. Working. You know, yeah. and and all we're doing is preparing the market to take us over with robots and dispose of us. Yeah. Yep. So honestly, like if you have the chance to take a breather, not going to work, hang out, do something, just enjoy yourself in the now because we're just going to get replaced by robots. Yeah. And uh, boil in the oceans. Um, use, <laughs> use, use every sick day. Yeah. Oh, dude. If you Every, get sick time, use that shit, even for vacation. Probably always on a Wednesday. That's probably the most mentally healthy day to take it on. One thing I learned as well is only the state of California requires employers to pay out your vacation days. So if you're going to quit your job, take your vacation days. Just take them all right now because you're not getting those paid out unless you live in California. Uh, or there's like a company policy that ensures your vacation days will get paid out um but anyway like back to the paycheck protection thing if they had just given us all that money that kamala harris and bernie and ed markey were talking about mm-hmm. i don't think we would have had a fifth of the upheaval that we saw over yeah. the last year or two years yeah. like because all those employers who are scared uh, like first of all the ppp loans came in slowly mm-hmm. so some people got fucked waiting for the money to arrive yeah um but it, it, while the you know stimulus checks you know what did they take like six weeks for the first one yeah once they passed it i I remember i got mine right away and my sister's it took probably five more weeks or something yeah i think it took six weeks for people got it mailed to them or whatever Mm -hmm. but anyway like if they just gave everyone that money from top to bottom you know didn't mess means test it or anything like they did nobody would have fucking fretted about it people i I think people would have just stayed inside and like been like great i'm collecting this money i'm just gonna go buy stuff off amazon or some shit yeah you know the people would have been fine because that stress of you know i know even we on this show like to kind of poke fun and be like oh i need to go and eat cheeseburgers and blah 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 but i'm sure there were a lot of people and still are a lot of people who were worried about just 
falling into poverty and stuff like that because a lot yeah. of people did. Yeah. And so if we just gave all these people money, the small business owners, you know, would have had enough money to keep the lights on and just keep living. And the workers probably would have made more money and been able to work up a savings and probably use that money to increase their skill set and become more valuable to this to society as a whole. We didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't at all. You know, like, sure, we, we, they basically gave us enough money to buy a fucking PS5. Oh, I remember seeing some article, like, you can take these Google classes, like these three-month Google classes for, like, learn IT for $300. I don't know, do you think that, maybe this is a huge conspiracy and they're just using it to, like, get people to learn how to code and mass so they can start with the metaverse? <laughs> God, I, I, I really hope not. That's a real conspiracy. <laughs> I, hope I, I hope I never get that online where I go to the metaverse. Dude... Fuck that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I even had trouble like being like, cause I have to do a lot of meetings for work or whatever. So I, yeah. I didn't have trouble trying to like do zoom calls. Yeah. Like I hate zoom calls. They're so dumb. It's it, to me, it's almost an invasion of privacy. Yeah. Like, sorry, I don't want to talk to you from my home. <laughs> yep. I'd rather like sit in a conference room and you can watch me on the TV or some shit. Like yeah. I, I don't want to sit like, fuck that. I don't know. It's weird. And now we're going to be sitting like it, it ain't gonna be the matrix i mean it, we're gonna be the jeff bezos content cubes this is something i've been mulling around for a while ever since uh andrew yang came on the the the, the stage with uh mm -hmm. what did he was a thousand bucks a month yeah yeah so i think what is what's gonna happen uh if that ha if, if that gets passed in an andrew yang administration uh since he's like a technocrat tech bro we're gonna get a thousand bucks a month and then right away amazon's going to release the amazon content cube and the content cube is going to be like a sauna like a personal sauna sized you know like those infrared saunas mm -hmm. that you put in your living room or your bedroom and you walk in there and you sit down and you're connected to a catheter and a poop bag and you have like a slurry hose shoved into your throat yeah. And then you just go into the metaverse and you watch content. <laughs> you watch all the content. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's an easy 1K. Oh, you're already getting that from the government? Send it on over to Daddy Bezos. So, <laughs> you know, so we're just going to be living in content cubes for the remainder of our lives. Mm -hmm. Like Neo when he was in that gooey tube. <laughs> Speaking of Bezos, what did you think of his, uh, his, his button ups? I didn't get that. I, I, I saw someone was saying, like, he was bragging that he spent 50 cents on it or something like that. He looked you like he was thinking more about this than I do, Adam. You got to. Well, it just what looked happened to that. I saw one picture. I don't know where he is right now, but granted, this is probably two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But there's some bikini woman sitting on his butt while he was like sunning himself. Oh, see, I only saw a picture of his new girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another arm around him. Yeah. Wearing his, his cool floral button up type thing. Yeah in front of the 20 it's like a new year's eve party yeah and there's he's with like two or three different women but yeah bro he's just trying to he's not he's not the pencil neck nerd he used to be yeah dude that's because he got poisoned by money yeah i'm but, glad that his ex-wife is happy yeah yeah you like melissa or something i don't know Mackenzie, i think yeah i think it's Mackenzie. it's very good strong scottish name Mackenzie scott no longer miss Mackenzie bezos you don't get the honor of her having your name anymore, Mr. Bezos. Sorry. Did she give like a ton of it to 
charity or something like basically just gave a bunch of it away just like fuck you yeah yeah she gave a bunch of money away and then she married some like science teacher or something based yeah but uh because yeah he was he was cheating on her have you, have you read that like text message he sent to that person yeah i mean that yeah. Passed a divorce like he called her i want to breathe you alive girl <laughs> yeah he doesn't have kids does he so the woman he's with right now is actually the reason why him and his ex-wife broke up all right this is here's the text i want to smell you I want to breathe you in. I want to hold you tight. I want to kiss your lips. I love you. I'm in love with you. <laughs> it's bigger than it's ever been and still swelling. Wow. Mr. Bezos. Oh, man. Where the fuck is it? There's one who calls her a live girl. Okay. I love you, a live girl. I will show you with my body and my lips and my eyes very soon. <laughs> <laughs> That, that they are new uh, our our fan base that's what they'll be referred to as alive yeah. girls alive girls yeah it's not, <laughs> sounds like he's he's been reading a lot of bohemian poetry i bet he's a, he's in the warehouse he's he's looking through the the old used books and he found some bohemian poetry to to write to his girl yeah but anyway i i was actually trolling around seattle on thursday and I just, just to see, I don't know, dude, it's uh, like there's a Google campus, a Microsoft campus, Facebook campus, an Apple campus here, obviously Amazon. And I, I was driving by the Apple building and you just see this like mob of, well, I shouldn't say it's a mob, just a huge group of, of homeless people right outside the Apple building. And I'm like, this is just like the perfect characterization of what capitalism is. It's like extreme yeah. wealth and extreme poverty. That's yep. like, that's where we're headed and or where we are, you know, it's where we are. And I think it's going to get worse, yeah. unfortunately. Um, that's what these cities are. So they're turning cities into, that's like the rebirth of cities is, I think what they mean by that, like when they talk about how, oh, historical downtown Detroit, oh, historical downtown St. Louis, you know, they're, they're turning into these places for rich people to play. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, do you think that's what they were like pre like World War Two or like late 19th century type shit? Was it just like a place for rich people to play, you know, maybe a little for the jungle or whatever, all that shit, the, what was yeah. the muckraking era for all that stuff. So that's, yeah. like, that's just what we're headed back to. And that's why tech is so valuable right now is because they found out how to circumvent like unions and uh in law like minimum wage law and stuff okay i i don't know because i mean sometimes i feel like maybe the wealthy are kind of like tourists kind of just seeing how the the norm normies live i think they're just turning cities into little playgrounds that's why i mean they have all those like luxury condos and stuff that's empty in cities and yeah um, it's all just service economy establishments that yeah. proliferate like breweries yeah. and shit the neoliberal brewery neoliberal breweries yeah because it's like when you go to a city i mean see those breweries aren't that good <laughs> yeah but like those people all right i'd say if you're a midwesterner and you live in the vicinity of chicago if you go down to chicago perfect example of what i'm trying to talk about would be the magnificent mile what a mile it is loop. what a mile it is you Probably, where did we go when you were there? I don't know if we went to the North Loop. We went, we went to, to Winter Park. We went to Nick's Bar. Yeah. Great bar. Yeah, probably, Best anyway, bar. Show, shout out to Corey Dennison for playing the blues that night. Oh, yeah. Nick's <laughs> Beer Hall. Great place. Um, but yeah, when you go to the North Loop in Chicago, that's where the Magnificent Mile is, which is like all the shops and shit. You can go to an Under Armour store and 
uh, <laughs> anyway, and then they have all those places like um, what you know what I'm talking like like those. It's basically like a suburb in a city, if you know what I mean. Like there's those like cookie cutter, you know, like Starbucks and okay, um, TJ Fridays and Chipotle's and Trillos and you know, it's just kind of shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just like that stuff that's kind of void of culture. It's it, it's the perfect place to hold a dinner, a corporate dinner, like an executive level dinner, because there's like steakhouses and stuff that are popular but they're planned enough where everyone's going to find something they want yeah they got their event rooms there yeah and and i think that's what they want to turn cities into it's just a place where they can during the day you know sit in a fucking conference room and talk about how they're going to cut everyone's pensions so that their third quarter profits are you know 10 percent higher and then at night they take out the corporate card and they swipe it at you know some place and buy 10 blue moons you know and yeah. think they're fucking drinking craft beer type yeah. shit yeah and, and, and that, that's kind of what i think cities are just turning into now because and, and that makes that makes it so expensive because like all those places are owned by you know equity companies that have just an unlimited pool of money to pull from and so they raise the rents everywhere around them and kick out all the previous tenants that kind of created the culture yeah. and the vibe in those neighborhoods mm-hmm. and they send them packets. So city centers aren't really that feminine. I, the only city I've ever been in where I was in the middle of it and thought this is a cool area was New Haven, Connecticut. Oh. That's a college town. So I think that's why. Yeah. I mean, cause a lot of like those, uh, what are they called? Like tipped workers. A lot of them can't even afford to live in the city. Mm-hmm. So they're often kind of, they live 15 miles away in kind of a, a mediocre apartment. Exactly. And I don't know, like, think, like let's bring it home. If you go to downtown Minneapolis, like, what's there to do? There's nothing, like, cool down there. Yeah. It's not for you. Yeah, it's, for, it's kind of for yuppies. Yeah, it's it's for yups. It's, <laughs> it's for those people I just described. Yeah, like, neoliberal strivers. Yeah, like, they want to sit in their fucking offices all day talking about how they're gonna fuck people over so third quarter profits are higher and then oh hey look at this corporate event we're gonna go sit in our skybox at target field or u.s bank stadium and drink Bud light and watch a baseball game or a football game or whatever and and then we're all gonna go to you know bar louis and get a pretzel bun burger (laughs) (laughs) you know that's the kind of shit they do it's just nothing it's nothingness more more american nothing america has no identity and i think that's why we're going to we're kind of on the downwards angle right now it's because we've sold our identity to capital and now we're just nothing yeah i i think a lot about like how many people are just chasing empty pleasures Mm -hmm. you can't and i mean there's people you know that have built their lives around that so sad to me Mm -hmm. well i mean if you think about that we we kind of have we all have a different idea of what like our national identity is because you have some people who think our national identity is just being a white man you have other people who think our identity is a melting pot um and we're all happy-go-lucky working together like living together equitably as they you know sit in their conference rooms and cut people's pensions um and then you have another portion of people who just hate america and just live here Mm -hmm. um and you have a portion of americans who are just oppressed by america and don't even like it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because i would say like if you look at 
any of the burgeoning countries, there seems to be something that unites all of them. And like, if you look at like China, they have a very strong national identity. They believe in their government. And I think they, you know, they, 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 a lot of the Asian countries just have communal living. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they're, they have a shared ancestry. You know, they're all like Han Chinese or whatever. Yeah. They have a coherent government body that actually pushes the country forward. Mm-hmm. You know, they get together, they write their five-year plans, and they push the country forward, and everybody prospers. Then, but then you have like India, a country like India, which is another up-and-comer, and I think they mostly have a religious connection across the entire population. You know, there's Sikhs, Hinduism, Sikhism, Jainism. Christianity and Islam. Uh, I'd say those are the big religions there with Hinduism being the number one. Mm -hmm. And they have rallied around a leader who uses religious extremism to unite the country. And so they're they're all basically attacking Muslims. Seems like everybody does that. (laughs) Have you ever noticed that? Like... How Islam seems to be the most persecuted religion in the world. I yeah, I mean, I modern can't. day. I, mean, I say modern day. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't. Persecution ebbs and flows throughout history, but in this timeline we're in right now, I'd say Islam is the most oppressed. India is the number one case study because it has the most, the highest population of Muslims in the world. It's India, and they have a president who is like okay with killing them. Uh, you had the United States invade like four or five Muslim countries in the last five, 20 years and killed millions of people. Uh, you have the Chinese um, making their Muslim population go into forced labor. Mm-hmm. In Burma, you have the Rohingya Muslims who are getting killed by Buddhists and the government, the military rule there. Um, so basically, when 90% of the population of the world lives, they persecute and oppress Muslims. You also have the Palestinians in Israel. And they are... And, and the U.S. literally dumps billions upon billions of dollars in that country yeah. specifically to press Muslims in an apartheid state. It, it might just be because they're sort of towards the center, like near the Suez Canal or there's oil in the region. I, I mean, obviously, it's probably both. Like there's many things happening at once. Anyway, today <laughs> in the modern age... I think Indonesia, Saudi Arabia, they are safe Muslim nations, don't get me wrong. But like, it seems like the whole world is just after Muslims. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's just a thought I've had for quite some time. Yeah. Because yeah. they seem to be the ones getting fucked over the most. When it, when, it, when it comes to any global conflict. And maybe it's because their populations are younger. And they want to displace young populations to steal that labor. Yeah. That could also be a thing. Because I've talked about that before, too, with the immigration crisis in Europe back in 2016, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. They were saying, like, oh, what are we going to do with all these refugees? It's like, why do we fucking help out all those insurrectionist groups in Syria yeah. if we don't want to deal with these refugees? Um, and it's like, it's they want to just bring these working class people yeah. over to their little empty cities, void of culture, and put them to work in a service industry job. Yeah. I mean, think about like the national, the national dish of the UK is like vindaloo or something like that, or like curry, yeah. some curry, because they fucked over India so hard that their working class had to leave. And they're like, oh, hey, Commonwealth State, you can move here. Mm-hmm. So now they got a bunch of exploitable labor and it's young. They're young. Yeah. Yeah. Young, don't drink. Um, well, I think they're because they don't have like they're they're against like having interest or collecting interest. That that does put them at a disadvantage. Muslims? Yeah. Cause I remember I was I was talking to a guy at work about like four oh one Ks or something and he's like, Oh, I don't I don't have 
It's like, what? Wow. So, I mean, it sounds like these kids are probably going to take care of him when he's old, which commendable. Mm-hmm. But, I, I think, but I, I was like, I felt like on one hand, it feels like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot just in that regard to. Well, I think they believe in a much healthier social safety net because yeah. in my opinion, I think investing is a scam. It's a scam. It's, it's, it's a way for, uh, I'm not saying don't participate in it. If you live in the United States, you have to. You literally have to. Um, but so I, all right, I took this class on um, like uh, interstate conflict, like uh, remember what it was called. Sorry. Um, but it was, uh, it was about, origin it was about, of conflict. Yeah, like conflict, like. Uh, Where they give you like classic, you know, like Israel versus Palestine or. Yeah. Um, and it, but we, we spent a lot of time talking about Islam. And we actually had like a panel of. Muslim women come in and talk about how, like, just talk about their culture and, yeah. you know, what what they do do because of their religion type of thing. When we were, like, reading the text and stuff, they were talking about how Islam, you know, everyone's, they say Sharia law to scare everybody. Like, oh, we're going to be living in Sharia law, you know. But Islam, an Islamic democracy would provide a greater social safety net for the population than, a, you know, a, what do you call it? Like a secular yeah government like ours well that's so i don't think we want islamic countries to succeed i should say we the united states and the west don't want islamic countries to succeed because they may show the world a different type of democracy that is preferable to the one that we live under Mm -hmm. i was just gonna say you know they like i remember like kind of odd bedfellows like the communists and some like muslim countries you're you're sort of scratching their head, you know, on the one hand, the atheistic Soviets and the mm-hmm. uh, kind of God-fearing Muslims. But, like, their common ground was, um, you know, they're for the people. Yep. Like, or, or communal, they're advocating for, like, a communal life, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. the, com- the common good of the people. So, yeah, yeah, and, and, I do, and I do like, see the parallel in kind of what you were saying. Yeah, and, like, in Iran, before, uh, back in the 50s, they were going to become communists. And we disposed of the communist leader with yeah. Britain went in there, fucked him up and and placed Ayatollah Khomeini and shot ourselves in the foot there, you know, cause they, yeah. you know, took us all hostage, all our, some, like, what was it? Like 400 people hostage or whatever. Um, yeah. Iran Contra, but, uh, no, that's not Iran Contra. That's something else. Um, but anyway, the Iran hostage situation, but anyway, yeah. So that, that that's kind of what I think motivates us. It's like one of our national interests is to make sure there's no government that works as well as ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of the critique of China comes in because I think China as expressed in the last episode, I think China has successfully, uh, manipulated capital to actually help people. Um, and not just a few. Here's a question. Cause I, I don't actually know what, what life is like there. Like, what do people in China do in their free time? Like I'd say the best way to describe it is you, you had kind of said like, their apartments are very small and like where where are they in hong kong okay so in like in hong kong is a capitalist hellhole but anyway uh (laughs) like when i was in guangzhou i went over this guy's house uh huge apartment buildings everywhere nice marble apartments okay like everywhere everywhere Mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna sit here and claim there's no poverty in china or there's no starvation in china or homelessness in china there definitely is but there's less of it and it's less severe and they guarantee people jobs, you know, they give people purpose. But I would say, you know, the biggest critique of China is that there's no, there's so much censorship, um, which I think 
that's probably the worst thing about China is the censorship that has proliferated though is their own you know like social media and their own they basically started their own like tech industry like we okay. have here yeah like they have a Chinese version of Google I think it's called Weibo mm -hmm. they have an instant messaging called QQ they have uh, Amazon it's Alibaba Alibaba and I think you can get that stuff worldwide now like Ali Direct I think it's called and it's like really cheap stuff mm -hmm. so i think china i think chinese censorship i think the utility is twofold it's both to kind of police people's conversation mm -hmm. which is wrong yeah. you know yep um and it looks different in the united states i think because i think it happens in the united states like you can't hr your hr department controls your speech in the united states yeah um but like your average day-to-day -day stuff like you can go out and get food Go to a restaurant, go to a store, go to the mall, you know, consume, do your thing. You know, you can go on vacation. They have beautiful mountains and tropical, like China, it's called Zhangguo because it's the center, the center of land. Yeah. Or the middle land. And it's because they have everything. They have deserts, they have mountains, they have forests, they have jungles, they have lakes, they have oceans, they have rivers. You know, they have it all. So you can go there and, you know, do touristy stuff and whatnot. And yeah. eat, go eat dumplings and go eat noodles and go have a good fucking time. And yeah. people there tend to retire when they're like 55 or 54 and they live until they're like 80. Okay. Like the average lifespan in China is like 80. And uh, that is really low there. Most people who actually come into the cities to get jobs and send money home, uh, they own the farms back home. So, like, if they're whatever doesn't work out in the city, they can literally just go home and they're not destitute and on the street. Okay. Um, it's gotta be nice. Yeah, and they have free healthcare. Yeah, it's, I mean it's really nice there. <laughs> like, so I just for like me personally, like sometimes like when I hear you talk about China, like because of like the censorship and stuff, I kind of like pull back and like mm -hmm. I can't I can't do that. Like that's a legitimate concern because I I think maybe the ideal the ideal life that I I want is like like a. a a Spaniard style of life, like surrounded by food, wine, drink, cookouts. I don't know the big the big table in the backyard. Well, I mean, I think I mean, you can do that. <laughs> I know, you know, I, I don't know. Like basically, the way I put it is like you can do everything you can in America except go on Reddit and bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're censoring an activity that's largely the cause of your mental health decline. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I don't know, and and, and how productive are things online anyway you know what i mean like i'd say to people who if, if, if it's online like it's if, not if real life yeah let, let me say this every country where they actually use social media productively the government comes in and shuts off the internet our government hasn't shut off our internet they just use all these tech bros to go and boom forever like trump um but anyway do you think we should wrap it up or we should probably give a shout out though to mike pompeo oh yeah we went right, from yeah. uh from bimbo to himbo yeah dude mike pompeo dude he's he's a fucking winner i think he's the one who's gonna do it he's gonna become the president he's gonna unite he's gonna unite us all he's he ain't fat like trump he ain't a yeah, fat dude, bitch. He, he he got fit and in shape for a fight a fight for the soul of, of america to take back the white house yeah and you know just kind of like uh the other handsome president george hw bush he was also a cia director Ooh.
but you know i don't know mixed feelings because you know the cia they killed kennedy they blew off his head yeah <laughs> i i always like to bring it back to the mess in dallas <laughs> yeah but yeah um, so he went from 300 so mike mike boy he went from 300 to let's see last night 200 100, he's now to 170 no 230 no fuck um i thought he lost 100 pounds 210 all right yeah 90 pounds in six months wow dude that's a cut dude and yeah. he's in wrestling i don't know <laughs> <laughs> wrestler yeah <laughs> maybe you can be like that dupont guy from the fox catcher oh movie. yeah yeah and that's what he's doing <laughs> um but i would like to give a shout out to andy uh it's his birthday today uh at the time of this recording it is andy's 30th birthday so congratulations on turning 30 andy that's a big one that's a big one I'm what a must there what a milestone i know i'm almost there i'm excited to, i'm excited to be there with you in, uh, in a very short time andy hope you enjoyed the day and uh and people miss you <laughs> so anyway uh hey Blue, thanks for sending an email about smoking dead scorpions that sounds pretty sick a scorpion okay i'm not gonna read this whole thing <laughs> but people are smoking scorpions with hashish and tobacco and they smoke it like a cigarette kind of wonder like that makes me wonder because you know how we did that like catalytic converter people were like crushing that shit up and smoking it like can you just crush anything up <laughs> I just dry it like beef jerky let's it let's get a dehydrator and dry up every substance we can find like any living organism you see or food item you see just throw it in there crush it up and smoke it see what happens it's got to be something special just neat you know like in saudi arabia they they have like this type of bark i think it's called like oud or something oh ud mm -hmm. and it's this type of wood that um has been sort of taken over by a fungus or it changes its uh compound because of the fungus and mm. this real aromatic smell and they call it the breath of god nice and i've always wanted to try it just kind of i think it's sort of like uh you know when you do hookah yeah it's kind of a similar setup except you don't smoke it through the the little tubes you just okay. sort of let it um smoke throughout the room with all your bros you hot box Literally. Yeah, yeah, you're basically hotboxing. That's exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah, so scorpion venom is what's causing it. Adam, you should get a, you should get like a cup, uh, a liquid cup of of scorpion venom, and okay. throw it on the rocks in your sauna. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> you know, you just reminded me. There was a what was it at the at the uh, the roller rink? They used to have like those sprays that were really sour. Oh yeah, they're called spray the candy. Yeah, venom. Yeah, I was, I was actually just thinking that. I'm like, I bet if you googled like liquid or just like scorpion venom for sale, it, you'd probably get like candy or pop. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for sending that, Blue. Um, and again, happy birthday to Andy. Thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate that. If you want to uh, send us an email with some more funny uh, inhalants, that would be cool. Uh, our email is let's explore this pod at gmail.com. Uh, again, let's explore this pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, explore underscore pod. at explore underscore pod. We also have a Patreon, you know, patreon.com slash let's explore so thanks for uh, listening everybody uh we're excited for the new year and we'll be we'll be back with you next week love you guys bye bye